Welcome everyone to the Design 101 podcast. My name is Amanda Gates and I own Gates Interior Design in Nashville, Tennessee. My company specializes in living a stylish and holistic life. My goal with this podcast is to celebrate all the blessings that we receive from a well-designed life. I hope to introduce you to inspirational people, teach you new ways to live better, and empower you to design your best life through intention. There are many ways to achieve balance and harmony in our lives, but it all starts at home. Join me each month to be inspired, transformed, and motivated to live your best life. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Design 101. I'm your host, Amanda, and today's guest is Angel Guidance Coach, Melissa Kitto. She passionately helps those spiritual seekers who are yearning to connect to their own inner guidance find abundance, success, and their own unique life purpose, a skill that Melissa knew by the age of 13 that she would be offering to the world. Originally from New Zealand, Melissa moved to the States in 2003 and now resides in Virginia. She holds a spiritual consulting certificate from the American Leadership College and a bachelor's degree in psychology. Melissa is an expert when it comes to connecting with the divine by listening and being aware of their presence. Her belief is that by being connected with our angels, we can receive the guidance that leads us to a unique purpose, and it also helps us to give back in bigger ways. Her expertise doesn't stop there. She helps everyday people like you and me learn how to tap into our own inner guidance through her website, communicatewithangels.com. She helps people find their heart's desires, and she shows us all how to communicate with the divine through one-on-one coaching, mentorship, workshops, books, and more. Join me as I sit down with Melissa today to discuss inner guidance, confirmation, grounding, and more. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hi. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Ah, well, for the listeners, uh, you don't know, but Melissa and I have been trying to record now for about four or five weeks. So we're very excited to actually be on live today and and to uh, be recording. So we're going to hope that everything goes perfectly and smoothly. Actually, we'll say it is going to work perfectly and smoothly. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so before we dive in here, um, your uh, main title, I guess, would be Angel Guidance Coach. But give us a little bit of background about who you are and um, how you came about to being a, a guidance coach. Sure. Well, my name is Melissa Kitto, and I'm from Christchurch, New Zealand originally. That's where I grew up. And I didn't really have much exposure to spirituality when I was really little, but when I was about the age of 12, my mother really began searching and exploring, you know, spirituality for herself. And she asked me one day if I wanted to learn about my angels and my intuition. And she had mentioned a few things from time to time to me. So I was curious, but didn't really understand what was going on. But I was curious enough to agree. And so I had this session where I learned to communicate directly with my angels. And at the time, I didn't even know if I believed in angels. I didn't know if it was going to work. And when I practiced this um, tool to be able to ask them a question, I did get an answer. And it really took me by surprise. And that moment was a real turning point for me of 
suddenly coming to this understanding that we live in two worlds at one time. So we live in the physical world of planet Earth, and then we also can tap into the spiritual realm, and we're really a part of that all the time. It's actually our true home. We're just visiting here on Earth. So I began to use these tools as a teenager, and it really helped me in my life. Anytime I came to a turning point where I needed to make a decision, um, and I remember a big one for me was when I first decided to leave New Zealand and move to England. That's where I lived initially. Now I'm in the U.S., um, but at that time, that was a real big decision to leave my home and everything I knew to go somewhere completely different. Um, but I was able to check in with my angels to get confirmation when I was making those big kind of decisions in my life. So to cut a long story short, when I was in my early 20s, I attended a retreat and I realized, you know, this has helped me so much. I want to help more people to learn how simple it is to communicate with their angels and to develop your gifts so that you can really be the master of your own life. And I felt that most people didn't realize how simple and how helpful it is. So I began on that path of, you know, starting to have my career be help, help people to do this. And um, now I have a website um, with my husband, communicatewithangels.com, where we've taken these tools online so that we can help people all over the world um, to do this. So that's kind of how I got to be where I am now. When your mom basically taught you about this, wh where did she take you? Did she at that time work with a guidance coach to help teach you these tools or was it something that is readily available in New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, so she was involved with a group called the Inner Peace movement and there's consultants all over the world who are trained to do these profiles and that's actually what I now do myself. So this um, experience that I had at 12 is the same um, consultation that I now do for other people. So um, so that's what it was. It was a trained consultant that I went along. To. Actually, she came to our house. It, she was a friend of my mum's as well. And um, yeah, so she this uh, consultant did that for me. So what's it like then? I mean, I, I absolutely agree that, um, and I talk about this a lot with a lot of entrepreneurs that I have on the show about um, not getting our, and, and we do as entrepreneurs, we get ourselves worked up in a froth because we have so much on our plate and so much to do. And I think that um, not only entrepreneurs, like uh, moms and, and um, managers and just everyday people, we have just these enormous to-do lists that I think that we don't realize that we do it, but we get disconnected because we're so much in our head of, I've got to do this, I've got to take care of this, I have so much to do, and we, we get ourselves worked up in a tizzy that we don't take the time to connect and look for that guidance. So as a coach, how do you teach people to basically calm down, set that to-do to list basically aside and to be able to connect and get that guidance? Because I think it's so important to be able to have that as a tool in our everyday lives for everything that we do. Yeah. And so there's a few things here. Part of this is actually coming back to the real you because being in your feelings and being in touch with your inner guidance is more of a natural state. So we become comfortable 
with things that should be uncomfortable because like you say, it becomes just such a habit. And I totally relate to what you're saying, feeling overwhelmed and so much to do and being pulled in different directions. So it's really important to create um, a daily practice. And I'm not talking about meditating for, you know, 30 minutes or more. That's not my style personally, Um, because we are busy, you know, who has time for that really? Um, But, just to at least create a time each day where you check in. And then once you establish that, it's going to be just having an ongoing awareness throughout your day, checking in and saying, how do I feel? Do I feel tense? And one of the first things that people learn in our programs and consultation is how to cleanse or raise your vibration so that you feel more relaxed and more connected all the time and sometimes when people first learn this they say they feel dizzy or they feel strange Um, but over time when you just practice it several times a day you realize that okay this is actually real me this is how I feel so it's a way of releasing that tension and pressure because we are so sensitive that we're picking up stuff from the environment all the time Um, you know, maybe you're dropping off your kid at school and you're picking up stuff from the kids or the teacher feeling pressured and you're taking that home with you without even realizing it. It can just be those little things where it's like it builds up and builds up. So it's really important to learn how to just relax and raise your vibrations so that you can be more centered, more relaxed. And when you do that, you're going to be more connected with your angels because they have a higher vibration of energy all the time. They don't experience the ups and downs like we do going about our day. So if you are stressed or overwhelmed, you're actually disconnected from your guides because they they know how to maintain that high energy. Um, So over time, it becomes you know, a pivot point for a person's day to just check in and cleanse and relax and say, what's next? It just makes such a huge difference. And it's just, it's not, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. That's what I really want to emphasize too. It's just little things that make a big difference. And I think that's important because a lot of people, whether you are an entrepreneur, business owner, manager, or mom, um, you do feel overwhelmed and don't feel like you have that time. But do you feel like when people come to you that is there any ever uh, some of that resistance about, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can do that or that sounds hard or, you know, that's one thing that I see with a lot of people when I, I try to work with them with their homes is to try to get them to just relax and to be calm. And it's almost like this default button where they feel like they're not productive if they're not busy. So do you find it hard to work mm-hmm. with people and to get them into that space? Because I agree, you do have to be relaxed to be able to connect and to feel grounded. Yeah. Well, you know, it varies. There's going to be some people that really establish this as a daily practice and others that find it difficult. You know, maybe I do their second session. They get on the phone with them and I say, okay, have you been practicing the cleansing? Oh, no, I haven't done that. You know, so it's just con- continually reminding because it's like anything. It's creating a new habit and a new practice. Um, but, you know, so whatever a person has to do to just remind yourself until it becomes like second nature. And that's really my goal when I work with people is to have this be second nature like it was when you were a child. You know, until you're about seven years old, 
you're really just pure feeling, pure energy. And so you naturally are in touch with the side of yourself, your intuition, your feelings and inspirations. Yeah, so as we get older, we get more responsibilities and we get more in our heads. And so it becomes more difficult to connect. But the cool thing about this is it's not actually learning anything new. It's just reawakening what you've already had inside. So if people can think of it that way as it's not a new, new things you have to learn, it's just coming back to the real you. It's tuning within and just shifting your attention a little bit rather than always having an outer focus, having more of an inner focus and going out from there. And that's really our natural way of being. I think that um, getting into that habit initially is kind of hard because, and I even find it now a little bit hard, but I make it a point to where when I wake up in the morning, before I do anything or step into my office, I give myself 15 minutes to just sit in a quiet space and not necessarily meditate. I mean, it kind of is a a meditation, but just to sit um, in a quiet space to go over my goals as far as the things that I want to achieve, not only in my business, but in my personal life. And then I also um, kind of micromanage down to what I expect to come out of my day. And so I have found Mm. that doing that daily practice if I skip it because I'm too busy or something else comes up and I don't do it I feel scattered that day so I regret not doing it yeah that's a really good example and we in our angels in a circle like that's an ongoing group that we run my husband and I Um, We work a lot with those kind of things, having a key word for the day, which you actually get from your angels and and goals and intentions because it gives you a focus. And when you're focused and directed toward what you want and, and you're really clear with that, then your angels have something to work with and they can really move in and give you extra boosts and, and guidance and little ideas and inspirations to help you achieve that. And and aside from the fact that you're just going to feel more relaxed inside. And this is interesting because I had this experience today and I think it's relevant here. I went to a yoga class this morning and I haven't been able to go to yoga for quite some time just because of my schedule. It wasn't fitting in, but things were able, I was able to go today. And as I was doing the class, these little thoughts of all the things I had to do today kept coming in my head and I would just push them aside and try to be relaxed. And what I thought was interesting was when we get to the part of the class where we do just like a eight minute relaxation meditation, um, a couple of the people just got dressed and left like, okay, got to go. And I thought, wow, I mean, just give yourself that 10 minutes to relax because that's going to last me all day. Just taking that time to be centered within So we think that we have to rush, rush, rush and and achieve, but giving yourself just that little time to connect and look within is going to have a lasting effect for your entire day. Yeah, I agree with that. Because um, (laughs) if I give myself that 10 to 15 minutes in the morning, um, I am far more productive and in order and focused for the entire day. And I actually always choose a word or uh, if I go to yoga in the morning, we always have um, a practice where we choose a word that carries us through the day. So it could be anything from gratitude to love to friendship, whatever it is, but um, same kind of thing where they give us um, six minutes at the end of class to just get centered. 
And I think that if you can learn that habit of just, and they always say that Shavasana is the, the hardest thing in yoga because we don't know how to sit still. We fidget. And isn't that sad that we've gotten to that place? <laughs> that we don't know how to sit still. Yeah. But I agree that that six minutes can carry you through the next 12 hours. Right. Yeah. So one thing that I do love I feel like as a society, we've definitely gotten very disconnected and, and we're in this hectic mania of, you know, we've got to be productive and busy and um, have these schedules to, I, I don't know, I guess have purpose. I have no idea why people do it so much. But one of the things that I love that you and your husband do in working with people is just to help them kind of get their not only their lives, but themselves in order so that they align with who they truly are. And I feel like a lot of people end up in careers or even volunteering or doing things that aren't really close to, to who they are and who their, what their heart center is. So how can you really help guide people and, and get them in alignment with their true purpose? Because I love that you guys, you help with people and finding who they are and what they're here to do. Yeah. So um, each person comes here this lifetime with a unique purpose and a plan. And I don't believe that everything is planned out in detail for us, like you have no choice over your destiny. But I do feel that there are certain opportunities that each person has come to do. So there's some things that are going to be more in alignment with your purpose than others. And so it's really important to pay attention to your true desires, you know, really getting sincere with yourself and asking, what is it that I really want? And this was a hard one for me, and it can still be sometimes because I had beliefs that it was selfish to do what you wanted, you know, that um, I should just do what's in front of me. And so I had to really work on myself in this area and go, what is it that I really, really want? And realize that when you go for the things that you want, you're going to be of more service to the people around you. Um, and your angels will really help you with this. So when a person can ask their angels questions and, and get confirmation on things, you'll be able to know, okay, Maybe you've got two different job opportunities coming up or for entrepreneurs, it's like, should I put my time into this project or this project? And your angels will help you from a bigger picture to say, okay, this one is more in alignment with your purpose or a higher priority for you um, than this one. And then if a person wants to go deeper too, you can actually learn what is your spiritual thrust in life, which is a sentence or phrase that sort of encapsulates your unique vibration. <laughs> And your angels are here to help you live that purpose. They're not so interested in material things, although that's good. It's a means to an end. But what you're really here for is that, that growth and, um, and the lessons that you came here to learn that are in alignment with your purpose. Um, so we didn't come here to suffer. You know, if, if a person listening to this um, is unhappy with their job or relationship or something in their life, um, it's a really good time to just take a sincere look and say, okay, what can I do to shift things so that I feel more fulfillment, more joy? I think fulfillment is really the most important one for me. Um, what, what can I do that feels really fulfilling? And then I know that I'm on the right track. And your angels become like this board of directors that give you confirmation that you're on the right track. Um, so it's not that they're going to tell you what to do or, you know, lay the path out for you, 
um, it's a 50-50 relationship where, you know, you work with your desires and set some goals and then they'll really move in to help you clarify things and to be in the right place at the right time. And I think that brings up a good point. You and I have talked about this before Mm -hmm. about how we sometimes get caught up in the details of um, this is uh, my goal is X and this is what I want to achieve. And so instead of focusing on the big picture, I think a lot of us get uh, or have a tendency to get caught up in the details of the how. So you've talked about in the past how you don't really need to quote unquote know the how because they'll take care of that. It's more about um, getting clear about what you want. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, so when we get to this place of deciding, okay, what is it that I really want? That can bring up some of our fears and our limiting beliefs because the fear is really what's keeping us stuck. So if you take that minute to stretch yourself and go, what is I really want? If I had no limitations, it can feel a little bit uncomfortable because it could be bringing up resistance that you didn't know you had. Um, So this is why we say don't worry about the how. Really get sincere and imagine if you had no limitations, what is it that you would really want? And, And write that down. And just, you know, you might notice these limiting thoughts coming up in your head as you do that. But you try to put them aside and say, you know what, this is what I really want. And shift the question from, is this the right thing for me to do, to, okay, how can I accomplish this? Really coming from a place of, okay, this is going to happen and I just need to stay open to, to the how. So the how is going to come up, but it's not the first step because that's how people start limiting themselves. They go, oh, well, there's all the re- this is all the reasons why this isn't going to work. <laughs> and you just got to put that part aside and go, you know what? If I really, really want this, if this is a sincere desire, then there's no question that there's a way for, for you to accomplish it. And then it just, first of all, it's about being open. And that's when your guides will come in and give you little hunches and ideas and suggestions. But your part in that is you have to be open and relaxed. And it's also important to, you know, develop your own intuition or or psychic ability, whatever you like to call it, so that you're tuned in to the messages of your angels when they come in. Because they communicate through our five physical senses, they communicate through our four psychic abilities of intuition, vision, prophecy, and feeling. So if it's through your intuition, it's going to be a thought or hearing a voice in your mind. And through the gift of vision, it might be a picture or a plan. Um, Through your gift of prophecy, it's just a really strong inner knowing or a premonition about the future, what's going to happen. And through the gift of feeling, it's feelings and hunches and even sensations. So you start to be aware of those messages coming in. And our angels are actually sending us hundreds of impressions every day. Um, But a lot of times we don't realize that's what it is or we talk ourselves out of it or don't pay attention. Um, So it's just tuning in. And then that's where the how comes in. Like, oh, you get a little hunch to look up a website or to call a friend or whatever it might be. Read a book that gives you the next step. And then, of course, part is to actually take action <laughs> and not get scared. So yeah, that's a good point. But I think that um, 
for people who are listening, I will definitely say that as I've taken more time, um, that 10 or 15 minutes in the morning, that has definitely helped me tap into and pay attention because of my, it's, it's very important to say that you have to get clear and focused because if you don't know exactly what you want, um, you're going to get the same results. But um, how do you know, like there's definitely, I think a lot of us will deem it as, oh, it's just, you know, serendipity or isn't, you know, it's uh, synchronicity that this just happened to pop up. And I was just talking about this earlier when in actuality, it's not, those are messages. So in your opinion, what is the best way to really be able to tap in to where you know that, you know, or pay attention um, so that you do trust that intuition? Are are there um, specific signs that they give us or can we ask for specific signs so that we don't second guess it? Yeah, for sure. Well, so part of that is just learning to trust, <laughs> which is a whole other conversation. Which is um, but in another society thing that we people don't can do. really pay attention. Exactly, um, but there's there's something that people can definitely pay more attention to, and it's a feeling of when you get chills or shivers or tingling on your body, and that's your angels coming close to you. So because they have a high vibration of energy, when they come close to you physically, you'll actually feel that extra charge to your nervous system. And only your angels can give you that feeling of chills because um, they are only ones that have that high vibration. So it's a really good, you know, it's more tangible sign that you can pay attention to that if you feel that just when you're doubting yourself or considering a new idea or a new you know, opportunity in your life, um, and you get chills right at that time, that's a little sign from your angels, a confirmation and saying, yes, you're on the right track or pay attention to this. You could just be um, having a conversation with someone or watching TV that's something inspirational comes up on the TV and you get chills at that time. It's like, oh, pay attention. So um, that's a really good one for people to pay attention to. And then um, the Angels Direct Connect consultation that um, we offer is a way where people can learn another um, tool to get more definite, concrete confirmation. So that instead of going, okay, my gosh, is that thought coming from me or is it coming from my guidance? It's a way of kind of cutting out that confusion and getting a direct confirmation in another manner that's more tangible. So um, that's available for people that might want to take that next step too. That's actually the most common question that people ask me is, how do I tell the difference between my own mind and the messages from my guides? Um, and part of it, it comes with experience. After a while, you will be able to tell the difference. Um, but the chills is a good way to get started. Uh, Say, so, okay, I'm getting confirmation. Is there a right or a wrong way to communicate with our angels? Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way because there there's many ways. Now, um, sometimes we could say there's questions to ask and some questions you want to avoid. So you want to avoid things like, should I do this? Or kind of implying that you need someone to tell you what to do. So if you think of it that you're in partnership with your angels and they're just giving you their opinion and their bigger picture perspective, um, then you're on the right track. But there's many ways to communicate with them and they're all good. And people will have strengths in different areas. So some people, their primary strongest gift 
is the intuition or clear audience and then other people more stronger in the vision or clairvoyance. Um, so you, you actually learn what your primary gift is and then angels connect consultation too. And that can be a real healing for people because maybe um, your primary gift is feeling. So your main way of communicating with your angels is actually picking up feelings. Like how do I feel about this? And sometimes people get caught up in doing it a different way. So, oh, I really want to see auras. I wish I could see things. But if that's not your primary gift, then that's not going to come as easily to you. You still have all four and you can still do it. But knowing your first gift is really going to help you to be more aware of how your angels, how you're getting that guidance from your angels and accepting and developing it your way. And how do you know what that gift is? I mean, is that something that you just innately know or is that something that you sh- that they show to you or does that have to be developed? Um, so, I mean, people can probably have a guess, but the, the consultation that I do, the Angels Direct Connect, um, when I'm administering that consultation for people I just would check with my angels who talk to that person's angels and and get that information through and sometimes people are actually surprised by their first gift not all the time but occasionally people are like oh really Um, and that's a really good healing too because sometimes we might in childhood learn to develop a gift that's more like our parents in order to get by and survive and so learning your first gift is a way to, okay, come back to the way I really do things. And that comes more naturally to me. And is that the gift, if we know what it is, is that the best way to communicate with our angels? Or do they have a particular way that they like to, like, like, I guess my question would be, is there a specific way that they tend to communicate with us? I know that you have said in the past, like they might leave us feathers or pennies. Is, is there usually like quote unquote uh, customary things that they do to let us know that they're with us? I think that's different for everybody. I, it, it doesn't happen to me anymore, but a few years ago I would always glance up at the clock right at one eleven or eleven eleven. Like I was always just seeing the ones and I would always take that as a confirmation that I'm in the right place at the right time and my angels are wanting to get my attention. And maybe the fact that I don't really see it anymore means I'm paying more attention to my angels all the time. Um, But I have heard people talk about seeing feathers or seeing different number combinations or pennies or different things. And um, so I don't think there's any hard and fast rules about that. I think that's actually a mistake to to pin things down too much there's books out there that say well if you see a one it means this if you see a two it means this and I think it's more that we develop our own symbols of of connecting and um, there has to be that element of trust if a person is wanting to really prove or really I need to prove this is my angels I think that's really the wrong approach it's only your intellectual logical nature that tries that wants that and um, it's actually, that's a little bit out of balance. And that's how our society teaches us to be. It teaches us to be more in our head. And, you know, we go to school to learn things and fill up our mind. But the real power lies in your feeling or psychic nature. And so when you, you just develop it and practice it and bring that more to the forefront, it really becomes that you don't need that proof so much anymore, that um, – because you already are just connected all the time. So it's a process, though. 
<laughs> it's definitely a process. I mean, um, I can say that uh, it, it was very, very challenging in the beginning when I decided to set aside time in the morning. And I don't always get to it, but I would say that 90% of the time that I do. Um, but it does make a big difference. And um, I've actually noticed a strange phenomenon since I've started doing that is that um, I have become increasingly more relaxed. Um, I have, I was first uh, deeming it towards yoga for keeping me much more grounded and centered, but I think it's a combination of both. But the phenomenon is, has been, um, since I have become so much more relaxed and grounded, I find that I'm not getting myself worked up in a tizzy. Other people's dramas no longer get me worked up. I just simply look for a solution. And I see things out of the corners of my eyes now, like I see bright flashes of lights. And so... In the past, I would have thought that, you know, it was a reflection or a car driving by or, you know, I would try to logically explain what it was. And now I just say, hi, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for being here. Like, I just I, I just know that it's them. I know that there's something around me and I'm just accepting of it. Whereas yeah. five years ago, I wouldn't have been. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And those things start happening. Just They'll just open up. And if a person's trying to force it, like, oh, I really want to see my angel. I want to see that light. It's probably not going to happen. And those kind of experiences will just happen every now and again. Um, and that's fun when that does happen. But it's not the everyday. It's more that they communicate through your inner thoughts, your inner vision, your inner feelings, and your inner knowings. Um, but then they will move in. I don't know. I just feel inspired to share the story that happened to me a couple years ago. I was about three months pregnant and I was driving to a book club meeting and um, the, the road in the town that I live is always busy, especially at that time of night around dinner time. And I was driving forward and then there was a car that was turning right on a red light and which is okay, but you're supposed to look and see if there's anything coming before you turn. And this car didn't look, it just went and it was right in front of me. And I felt that somebody was moving in and just suddenly veered me, my hands to move to the left. So my steering wheel just went left and I just veered into the left lane. And I didn't look behind me to see if there was a car in the other lane either. It just was like somebody was moving in and moving my car to avoid that crash and knowing that there was nothing in the other lane, thank God. Um, and afterwards, I was just all shaken up. And I was like, wow, I feel like, you know, my angels just really stepped in there and said, <laughs> Melissa can't afford to have a car crash right now. She's pregnant. We don't want anything to happen to the soul that's coming in. And boom. And they just saved that from happening. So it, it's like, you know, those things will happen when we really need it, when we need the intervention it will be there. Um, but if people expect those things to happen on an everyday basis, it's not going to because our angels don't want to impose on us and do, do our responsibility for us. They know our power. They know how, how, what, what we're capable of. So they'll only just give you enough to guide you in the right direction. And so the more that you trust, the more you're going to receive as well. And that's, I think that's been the most exciting part, um, you know, which we've talked about before. But when you and I met, I was in such a tizzy and like my world was just completely upside down and I couldn't see the forest for the trees. And 
um, I was definitely, definitely worked up in a froth. And, and it when you're in that state, it's very, very hard to attract anything other than more negative because um, there's so much fear. And I think when I finally got to a place of being relaxed, being in a state of open and, and being uh, open to allowing just whatever the flow was and being open to the new opportunities that would come to me, um, and just really viewing life in a different perspective, how different my life became. Like um, I started noticing that material things and material objects were no longer important to me. It was more about family and friends and connections and being able to go to that space in the morning and, and sit down and look at my goals. And oddly enough, like I said, I would start to see flashes of light out of the corner of my eyes, synchronicity, big things like um, because I was paying attention, but funny little things would happen, and I knew that it was confirmation. I knew that they were putting those things in front of me to let me know you're on the right path. And so that was so exciting for me because in the beginning when I first started getting into all this, I thought, oh my gosh, you know, um, people uh, would say that this was too woo-woo or it's so new agey or, um, you know, we just don't do that and, and you need to work hard to have payoffs. But when you do tap in and when you do get grounded, amazing things start to open up for you and amazing things start to happen and you, you get in this sweet spot. And I think that's the, for me, that's been the funnest part is I feel like I'm in this amazing sweet spot where I feel very childlike because it's like, Ooh, what's going to happen today? Or how is this going to unfold? So you get in a better frame of mind. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. And it's so hard to explain. Mm hmm. It's so hard to explain that to people too. It's very experiential, but it's like the more you trust, the more will unfold. The more you trust, the more will unfold. And your dreams can come true. I mean, it's really true that whatever you conceive, you can achieve. And um, But it's getting out of your head, getting out of the analyzing and dissecting and just saying, okay, where do I feel guided to go today? What's the next step? And being open, you know, I am... Um, just in the last 24 hours, I was making a decision for my business about what to promote to a particular group that I'm teaching. And my initial thought from my intellect was, oh, I'm going to create a new program. Da, 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 da. And I slept on it. I got busy with my son yesterday, which was probably a good thing. So I didn't have any more time to work on it. And I woke up this morning and my angels were kind of sharing, you know, it's you, you don't need to create something new. Go back to the the other um, offerings that you have and share that. And, and so they were helping me to move out of my little bad habit of always thinking I've got to do something new, do something new, do something new. And okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. You, you already have get a lot of, of offerings. And yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I like that. It, it, that's, and you're right. It is very experiential. Um, you know, I have, uh, been in this realm and, and I tried to, to go into the meditation. I started doing it about probably five or six years ago, but I was really struggling with it because so many things were um, going on in my life. And so it was very hard for me to connect. But once I really, truly got into that place of relaxation and to an open and allowing space, I couldn't believe how much more my life opened up and how much more purpose came into my life. And I really stepped into this ease and grace. And so um, 
I heard about it. It was like um, this mystical creature that existed that nobody ever saw. It was like Bigfoot for me. Like, oh, sure. You know, you get in this, this little spot and you see things and feel things and you know things. Uh-huh, sure. And so because I kept striving for it and trying for it and I couldn't get there, it was like it didn't exist. And <laughs> yeah. it's like I finally came around to a place where I could center myself and get grounded. And it took time. I mean, this wasn't something that happened overnight. And it was um, many things that lined up in my life to help me get to this space. But it truly was magical. And so it's something that I've added into my own practice um, with my own firm is that I wanted people in their own homes, like when I design homes and put spaces together and I incorporate feng shui, this is my ultimate goal now. Like I want everybody to achieve this because it does, it's this, um, just this sweet spot to be in. And I think that if everybody could just slow down enough to reconnect and to get these divine downloads or whatever you do want to call it, how much more magical life could be for everybody. Yeah. And I think the, the beauty of having that direct communication with your personal team of angels, guides, helpers, whatever you want to call them, um, is that you get these ideas that are not what you would have thought of yourself. You know, if you're relaxed enough and you're given enough time to simmer, just like I did with the, you know, my business decision I was mentioning, I relaxed and just stayed open and I got that guidance coming in. Like, okay, this is the best way to go for now. Um, instead of stressing yourself out, you know, doing new things and busy, 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 you know, come back to a more simple way. Um, and you can get that out of confirmation that you're on the right track. And that's really comforting for a lot of people. You know, it's, it is hard to trust ourselves. It's always harder to get your own intuition for yourself than it is for somebody else. So, you know, just having that confirmation, that guidance from your helpers that you're on the right track, keep going. Have you thought about this? Um, it's very comforting and, um, you know, just really will help you to unfold that grace and ease that you're talking about so much more easily. Well, when there's so much doubt in our world, there's so, you know, especially now with the, the age of the Internet, um, I see this. David deals with this on a regular basis because he's a writer. And so because he's a public figure, he gets criticism online like he gets criticism through emails and Twitter and Facebook and and like it, it's unbelievable and so as a person and there's many other people I mean if you look at celebrities or anybody who's in the, the limelight is that you have to have this this place of being grounded and centered so that you can eliminate that outside noise because if you take in any of that information you will be crippled with self-doubt and second-guess everything. So this idea of having your own board of directors that knows what your higher purpose is and what you're here to, to accomplish, to be able to tap into that information and basically tune out all of that noise and know and feel great about the decisions that you make, I mean, that is just, that's a beautiful thing to be able to to know that the decision that you're making is absolute because you've got this amazing um, higher power that knows your best interest. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Amanda. That was awesome. And I, mean, I totally agree. It's just tuning into a higher source of wisdom. And, you know, why wouldn't you? That That all that help and guidance is available to you. You have a team of helpers working with you all the time. 
And so your life is just going to be a much more richer and rewarding experience when you're tapped into that. And it's simple to do. You know, it's easier than you might think. You're mentioning the criticism online. It's like we can get that from the people around us too. You know, maybe even your spouse or your parents are saying, what are you doing? That's not right. And um, so having that, that team of guides to just say, yes, you're on the right track. Keep going. Um, so that you can be successful and move forward and, and not listen to any negativity that might be around you in your environment. Yes, and that's a, that's a very valid point, Melissa, because that's when I was previously married, that was my biggest thing that crippled me was my ex-husband was extremely critical and judgmental of everything that I did. And so it got me to a point to where I was a very confident person when we got married. And by the time we got divorced, every single thing I did, I second-guessed myself and I felt like I, I wasn't good enough or I wasn't um, making the right decisions or I didn't know what I was doing. I constantly second-guessed myself because he was the person closest to me and he was constantly planting those seeds in my head. So I doubted everything. Right. And I wish that I would have been able to yeah. relax enough to push out the fear and the anxiety to get myself up to a higher level to where I could have tapped into that uh, board of directors. And I wasn't able to get to that space. So that's why it's so important to be able to relax as best as possible um, to eliminate those voices in your head and those that are around you so that you can align with who you truly are. And it's hard. I mean, I'm not saying this happened overnight for me. And I think that's important yeah. for people who are listening. You know, it's not like you just go sit down in meditation and the whole world opens up and the angels start singing and the sun rises. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that easy. <laughs> um, it did take some time for me to get here, but damn it, it was worth it. I mean, you know, um, it was a lot of work and, and um, I took a lot of criticism in the beginning when I was doing it. I had a lot of naysayers, you, say, you know, making fun of me. And I was just like, you know what? this is my place in life and this is where I need to be right now. And yes, you can make fun of me, you can judge me, but at this point in my life, I need something that's uh, that higher wisdom. I need to be able to tap into something that's yeah. greater than myself. And when I finally got there, yeah. when I found it, I was like, Jesus, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> yeah. And that brings up another point too, is it's really important to surround ourselves with like-minded people. I mean, that's a healing in itself. And that's why, you know, Richard and I try to create those that community of more spiritually aware people. It doesn't mean we're better than anybody else, but we're just be able to have the same conversations and um, get support and guidance from others, too, who are on the same path. Yeah, I think that's really important. For people who are li listening who may have those um, negative people around them or are crippled by, I think so many of us have self-limiting beliefs because we do get worked up in the details of, oh, well, you know, I want my business to make a million dollars, but I can't do that because of this, this, and this. How can we, what are some simple steps? Because it's it's one thing to say, oh, well, you just sit down and start meditating and you connect and everything, you know, is great. It, it's not that easy. What are some simple steps that people can take today, tomorrow, you know, to get themselves started to where they can start tapping into that wisdom and, and getting comfortable with the idea of connecting with the divine? Yeah. Well, here's a simple practice that people can start using right away. Um, it's, I mentioned it earlier, it's to get a keyword for the day. 
So you would just, it's a good to do when you first wake up in the morning if you can. Or um, sometimes I don't get to it first thing in the morning, so I'll do it when I'm sitting down at my desk and have a little bit of time to myself. And you would just um, cleanse if you know how to do that or if you don't, just take a few deep breaths and relax. And in your mind say, angels, what is my key word for today? And just take a deep breath and relax and just pay attention to the word that comes to your mind. So, for example, my key word for today is growth. And that's been one I've been having a lot lately. And so the word growth for me today is a pivot point. It's a reminder of what I'm going to learn about today, what's the focus for the day. Um, So when you first get the word, also take a minute to just write a few impressions of what that word means to you. And it'll probably be different, you know, for everybody here would get a different um, impression about a word and it will change over time. So what is growth important for me today? So for me today, it might be um, being open to new ideas, being willing to do things out of my comfort zone, um, moving forward with my goals. So those are some impressions that come to my mind about the word growth. So I would note those down. And then when you get to the end of the day, look back at that keyword. And it's good to have a journal to do this in so you have it all in the same place. Look back at that keyword and say, okay, what did I learn today about this word? Why was it important for me? What did I learn today? And as you're doing all of this, your angels will be giving you insights and ideas. And this is a way of, we call it regrouping. And it's a really important practice to bring to your attention and your awareness how you're learning and growing each day. What are the lessons? And what would you do differently if you had that experience to live over again? And that's a really important one because that's where the growth is, where you're expanding. Um, And so try that. Just, you know, everyone listening, just try that for, for a week. Try it for a month and see how things shift for you. Because like you've been sharing, Amanda, just a really simple practice that you've been doing each day has opened you up to... Um, amazing experiences and I find that by having this it's a kind of a meditation practice but it's meditation in a more simple and directed way and my angels have that opportunity to bring me ideas and insights that I might not have been paying attention to during the day because I am busy and I often am doing a lot of different things so it's also my quiet time to just bring in whatever they might want to share with me. Yeah, I think that's a great practice. I do the word thing. Um, I actually have a deck of angel cards that have words on them because sometimes it's difficult for me to tap into that. So that's something that I would recommend. Um, there's a lot of cards that are out there that have very inspirational words on them. So you, I, I feel like I can communicate with them through the cards. Um, my word for the day was mm-hmm. surrender. So mm. I, I love the idea of... I will usually figure out what my word is for the day and I take it into yoga because it's a 75 minute practice. And so it's my way of, like you said, when you went to yoga, it's very easy for our, and it's amazing when you get into yoga for, it's like the shower for me, shower and yoga are the two places where everything starts to like download, like, Oh, don't forget to do this. Ooh, take care of this. It's like you get, I almost feel like sometimes I need a notepad just to get it out of my head, but Um, 
having that one word is terrific for me in yoga because it's a great way of having a physical meditation where when my mind starts to wander, I can bring myself back to that word and I just keep bringing it back. And then I love the idea of in the evenings going and having that regrouping because a lot of times throughout the day, we may have four or five different goals that we want to accomplish for that day and we don't get to them. We're like, what on God's green earth did we do today? Because you know that you were busy and you know you were running around, but you didn't get anything done. So that regrouping kind of helps you pull everything back in, not feel so scattered, kind of taking that chaos and reining it in and making some sense out of it so that you do go to bed feeling like you got something accomplished and, and coming back to that word again. I think that's a great practice. Yeah, it's a great way to get started for everybody listening, and you can expand upon it from there. Excellent, excellent tips. Well, Melissa, we are approaching an hour here. Um, it's always so easy and, and fun to talk to you, and I'm so glad you finally had the, the ability to record this without issue. Um, if people <laughs> right. are, I know, right? Let's Like the balloons and everything, let's uh, celebrate. If people are interested in finding out more about you, how can they find you? So my website is www.communicatewithangels.com. Um, so we have a free report and a free audio in there, uh, the three steps to connecting with your angels. It's a great way to people to get a little more information and get started and um, go from there. We have an ebook and the Angels Direct Connect consultation is also some great ways to take that first step to having a more direct communication with your angels. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, you've got some great programs for small business owners and entrepreneurs. You've got great stuff for everyday people who are just trying to, you know, reconnect and get connected, um, not feel so scattered and chaotic. I think it's an excellent tool and something that is widely needed. I feel like the financial crisis uh, really put everybody up in a tizzy and we're in this weird time right now. And I think it's a, it's a great time to get back to basics and to really get our ourselves centered and focus on what matters most. So I think you're yeah. you're an excellent tool for that in helping people kind of bring it in and do that regroup regrouping to help them get kind of their priorities and their purpose lined up. Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It was great to to connect today. I agree and I'm glad that the recording finally uh agreed with us. <laughs> well thank you so much for being on today, Melissa. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. In 2009, my world turned upside down. I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer. My cat was given six months to live. I was running a company and a staff of five. And at the beginning of 2010, my marriage of 12 years fell apart. I literally felt like nothing could go right. As events continued to unfold and fall apart, I was forced to close my company, auction off everything I owned down to my silverware, move out on my own for the first time in a very long time, and sell my car to afford my now very expensive divorce. And I was also buried in debt. To say that I was overwhelmed is an understatement. If you are listening to this podcast today and you're thinking that these techniques that Melissa and I discussed won't work, you're right. But if you think that they can help you, well, you're right again. Just as Melissa spoke about divine intervention when it really matters most, she helped me to calm down, get connected, and get back to source. 
And let me tell you, this is no easy task when everything seems to be falling apart. I know this because I've been there. The events that took place in my own life is what brought me here. It took me three years to reposition my interior design brand into conscious living. It is my goal with this podcast, my blog, and anyone that comes in contact with me that I help them in some way, big or small, to transition their lives into something better, one small step at a time. It was Melissa's guidance that helped me to see the forest for the trees, and although it did not happen overnight, her insight, wisdom, and grace helped me one small step to get me to where I am today. And let me tell you, it was worth every bit of painstaking heartache. Oh, if I had only known that then right? Hindsight. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast today and I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. And I really hope that you take some of these techniques and put them into your own life for something a little better. I'm your host, Amanda. And if you like this podcast, leave us a review and subscribe in iTunes. If you have any questions or comments, you can find us online at gatesinteriordesign.com or find me on Twitter at the Amanda Gates. Here is to living your best life. Bye for now.